This is Old Folks of Vitamin Z being brought to you by Zaid. Coming from undisclosed location, Southwest Florida. It's one of them winter nights in Florida that you get like a slight coldness where it's sweater, sweat type weather. Not too cold. No city light. You got the light above you from the moon. You got the stars. You're not a full moon, but this bitch is bright. I got to give her that. A little smoke. Sometimes I feel guilty for not recording as often as I should, because you'd be surprised how many conversations I have, how much ideas and thoughts that come through like there's so much more content that i could be doing that i could be recording more of there's so much work in general that i could be doing more of and one of the things that i've constantly done is underestimate the amount of time certain things take the amount of time certain work the amount of time that we have i mean a lot of times we overestimate and sometimes we underestimate but for me it's overestimating the amount of time that there is in the day, but underestimating the time of the work, each task or goal that I set aside to do, right? And then you can get into this position of a slight overwhelming. And then there are certain things you don't get done, not necessarily because there isn't time, but it's a paralysis by analysis coupled with exhaustion because the energy is being split across different things. And it's much better to narrow focus more on the highest ROI tasks. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't, you have only so much focus, so much attention, so much energy for it to be going through so many different places. It's better to fill a bucket that you could then fill other buckets with rather than try to just fill multiple buckets at the same time. That makes sense. I think I have some notes. Let me see. I think I'm going to go back to sharing more poems, more rhymes on the podcast because it gives me a way to sort of filter out certain things and to test out certain things. Some of those things being like the certain rhythms, the certain tones, the certain messages I want to convey, not sure all the time of the specific language or the specific writing that I use. The way a friend once broke it down for me that I thought was pretty well talented was that, okay, you have a bit of the... There, there, you can have a great writing and great music. That's 80%. 20% goes back to the editing. So you could freestyle it and write it really well, but there's slight little things. So for me, it's been this tune, it's been this song that's been stuck in my head that I that I wrote, you know, mostly thinking about nighttime cruising music and then coming back to the theme of cruising nightly. I mean, having a nighttime cruise, but I was always putting it in reverse. Nas does this a lot in backwards rock. For me, it was kind of like the mixture between the English and the Spanish and Arabic side of the uh, thinking. Because in Spanish and Arabic, you would say something like Casablanca. You would say house white. You wouldn't say white house. So that reverse structure 
has always been influential in how I think, even in the English language. A lot of times my grammar and structure and my storytelling in English was always in the reverse. Teachers would take what I wrote at the end of a sentence, put it in the beginning of the sentence. They would take what I wrote at the end of the paragraph, put it in the beginning of the paragraph and vice versa. They would take what I wrote in the beginning of the essay, put it in the beginning of the essay and take the beginning and put it towards the end. Even how I write in a journal and a notebook, I prefer to write on the right page first and then the left and then move <laughs> next page. Because you know when you open, you, do, you write on the left page, then the right, and then you turn the page left, right. I'll, st I'll still go left to right throughout the notebook, but the pages themselves, I prefer to write on the right page and then the left page, turn the right page over and then do the same thing, right, left right left but still going left to right in the regular notebook style so it's, it's little those things so nighttime cruising turned into cruising nightly cruising on the nightly hustling on the daily how you been lately moving kind of crazy but i stick to what i got till i double up triple up and take another shot and hmm. i'm trying to think did i write anything in reverse here my brain will work like that and sometimes i'll have to do it purposely so i can get one end of a section one end of a line around with the other in times like this i wish a roller was on my wrist so i wouldn't have a second miss i can never settle with this i gotta keep going like a heavy duty truck i'm coming she's stroking like a bear don't be poking all aware all knowing underwear air flowing people look just to scare but that's not why you really there pinocchio you nosy Complace it with the basic shit, you cozy. Roll another stove. Just because you get fucked up together, don't make him your homie. I make beats and tell stories. I sell rhymes and pass dimes and flipping the money to make something that flows through time. Cause I'm trying to get mine while you're stressing behind. Play back the game, just click rewind. Cause I'm a student of the bestest. I keep a smooth, long lasting like a Lexus. Hold on. Trying to find an example of the reverse shit. Mm. Yeah, okay. I think there's one here. Little children dying while you ain't grinding. Word about a bitch that ain't replying. This is mystical demystifying. Rhetorical rectifying. Detrimental to the health. But they sneak it in all stealth. The ones who wrote the laws did it so they don't get caught. Why hide in the dark when you can run it in the daylight from the start? It's been going all set on the mark. Because on your mark, get set, go. Right? But I said it's a bit. Get said go but it's been gone it's already went go <laughs> like, <laughs> like past tense of go it was gone it's been gone all set on the mark so that's that. why you hide in the dark when you can run it in the daylight from the start it's been gone all set on the mark so I, I wrote this like probably the beginning of COVID and something about it was frustrating me and I wrote one time in my journal the ones who wrote the laws did it so they don't get caught so we go over here battling over legality and what's right and using that as the base of what's right or what's wrong but sometimes there are intrinsically things that you know are wrong even though there might not be an explicit law for it to make it illegal but you know ethically it's wrong and there are times where something could be illegal even though it's not unethical right legality and morality don't always correlate that's what i started to go through when i saw all the different changes going on in different governments and shit with COVID. i was like i don't know about this shit the ones who wrote the laws did it so they don't get caught then I said, why hide in the dark when you can run it in the daylight from the start? Meaning, there are times, certain positions, right? Certain archetypes that exist in the criminal world just as much as they exist in the political world. The only difference is some people have the choice 
They have the privilege, they have the opportunity to do it in the daylight, not in the dark. They don't have to hide. They can do it in front of you, right? They can run from office because they come from prestigious families. But it's the same type of person that does crime. But given circumstances, given location, given privileges, given opportunities, you still want to do the same shit, right? Governments, gangsters, all these motherfuckers want to like do drugs, fuck bitches, play with guns, make money, blow shit up. They all want to do the same things, but some have the privilege of doing it through the formality and legality that is legitimized criminal organizations, a.k.a. governments. So why hide in the dark? Exactly. Why would you want to have to look over your shoulder? That's the thing about being the cops, about being the detective. You only have to be right once. See what I'm saying? You only got to be right one time when you're going after somebody. But as a criminal, you got to be right all the time. You got to hit it every single time to make sure you don't get caught. Make sure you barely escape. These dudes can be wrong for years. They just got to be right once to get your ass. They got Al Capone on fucking $11 a taxi patient. You know what I mean? All right, seems to be about most of the notes that I have for the moment. But I need these. I need these breaks. Smoke breaks, these nighttime stargazing. Mm-hmm. But one of the important features with CapCut is the auto AI filler remover that I've been doing with some videos with certain jokes and certain things like that. Where there's long pauses, trying to make the video a little bit shorter and get the punchlines in. Sometimes you don't want things cut too much, though. You do want to leave some breathing room. But for the sake of the podcast, actually, one way of upgrading the audio is, no matter what you record, or let's say it's with your phone or with a mic, you can use uh, Enhance Adobe that enhances the audio really well. Put that bitch in CapCut. Let's say you got a bunch of pauses. Veed.io, I believe, does this as well. And then you can just do the auto-remove filler. And then all those long pauses can get erased. You know what I'm saying? That's one way of doing it. I don't know if people would be interested in it, but I'm thinking of mixing of like the audio with subtitles and then like photos and videos of me. But different videos of me doing different shit and then just having the audio subtitles in the back. You know what I mean? Because a way of turning audio into content that is not, okay, you, okay, you upload the audio, but what are other ways of manipulating that audio into other forms of content? Now, can be transcribed, can take the audio, transcribe it, produce tweets, short and long form. That's an option, right? Uh, emails, I guess. Well, have the email list. And take what you say in the podcast, but in red form, there's that. You can, there's not really a lot of options. I think it's very complicated, Technologi- te- technologically speaking, to take audio and create a generative art from it, video and photos, right? Something to pick up and transcribe the words. Because imagine you can put in audio, like a story, either text or audio of a story, and then photos and videos can get generated from it and get added into the way that you told the story, right? And it syncs up. That'd be fucking insane, but I I feel like it would suck at first, like a lot of AI features, but then they rapidly move into evolving to something better because the time frame in the AI world, a week, two weeks, isn't the same as the real fucking world. Things move a lot quicker. 
what you thought was good is trashed today and then something else comes in the world that self that that product itself is learning from it and it moves exponentially right it's not a linear expansion but we'll see we'll see how this moves it's interesting because I started the basis of the podcast on unfilteredness, right? And honesty. And yet, unfortunately, as I mentioned before, there are times where there are certain things and certain moments where you cannot, I mean, you could be on, but you can't say what happened when it happened, right? You can only discuss it later sometimes. Sometimes there are certain things you cannot reveal in time being, right? Not to mention this is public, meaning I could say something right now that maybe out of a thousand people I know, Five, I'm not okay with knowing right now. <laughs> but they could stumble upon it and hear this shit, right? So it's, it's, it's tricky. It's tricky between always wanting to be real, always wanting to be honest, always wanting to be open. Can't be that open, right? There's certain things you got to keep close to yourself because you have jealous people, you have envious people, you have gossiping people, right? There are certain things you don't want to necessarily portray or reveal just yet. Sometimes, if ever, simply because, one, if you're superstitious and believe in the evil eye, there's that, of course. But two, there's a certain, there's a certain element of not just mystery, but also humility that you want to keep. And sometimes in order to be more humble and express more humility it means being a bit more reserved and being a bit more courteous to the social world and the public world that you're willing to keep some things uh intimate between you god and your close friends and family the ones involved with you especially what you're sharing you know what i mean this idea of needing to share so many elements of our personal lives is uh is ridiculous Well, anyway, I think about 15 minutes of recording for a little short episode. Give a few different updates. If you are looking for more visual content of the Infinite Vitamin Z journey of Zaid UFZ, check out Zaid UFZ on YouTube. Check out 365 UFZ on Instagram. Check out Zaid UFZ on X. More short form and long form coming out. Comedy related. I want to make some history-related things, too. It would be nice. But I think history in terms of... I can apply history to anything, though. Like, history of payment processing, history of merchant services, history of, of this comedian, history of entertainment, history of the Apollo. Like, you could always apply a story element, uh, background, context. That's always what I feel like has my job is. Not just as a storyteller, but in 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 a, in a conversation. I don't necessarily... Most, first of all, most things are always area. Right, I think it's very stupid to immediately jump to one side or the other, no matter the topic. But two, there's a lot of things that come first before you start to just, oh, let me jump on this, left, right, center, whatever the fuck. You gotta apply some context to it. You gotta give it a little bit of a, 
the foundation first and sort to understand exactly why is it that what we're looking at is the way it is. You know what I'm saying? What made it get to this point? And then we can sort of uh, filter out the garbage, the misinformation, the propaganda, what's true, what's not true, what could be true, all of that sort of things. And as my mentor and underwriter used to always say, you know, first we need, we need, we need some history. We need to add some history, right? It's not easy to just decide something or make a judgment about something without first, well, hold on, hold on. He would always say that. And I feel like that had a huge impact on me in terms of, let's hold on, let me, let's, before you say, oh man, you know, cops are bad. Or if somebody racism, I say, oh, black people are bad. It's like, hold on, some context to this. There's a reason why those elements of specific stereotypes, sentiments, rhetoric exist, right? They don't just come out of thin air. There is reasons for them, certain context for it, whether it's right or wrong behind the context, right? Whether it was something fabricated in a lab, whether it was a specific agenda attacking a specific group, whether there is some evidence to it, like a lot of fucking stereotypes, whatever the case may be, first have to add that context first to sort of decipher the riddle that the media and governments are trying to feed you, right? It's a little riddle. It's a little tune that you they, that they want you to get a little confused by and then sing to that confusion, right? The more you sing it, the more it sticks in your head and the more that confusion starts to become clarity. You know what I'm saying? And now when it becomes clarified, then the brainwashing has kicked in, essentially. 